Welcome to the Impact Multiplier CEO Podcast. If you're a chief executive, or if you think like one, and you want to create exponentially greater impact, then this show is for you. My name is Richard Metcalf, founder of X-Quadrant. I coach some of the most successful and impressive CEOs and executive teams on the planet and help them achieve extraordinary results. And no matter how successful you've been in the past, there's always a whole new level of impact available to you. So if you're ready to play a bigger game than ever before, I invite you to join us and become an Impact Multiplier CEO. Welcome back to the Impact Multiplier CEO podcast. I'm Davina Stanley, and as usual, I'm here with Richard Metcalf today to continue our season on questions to multiply your impact. Now, these are powerful questions that every CEO, entrepreneur, or senior business leader should reflect on, engage in them fully, and I think they'll provoke deeper and deeper thinking and shift you to a new realm of possibility. Hello, Richard. Great to see you again. Hi, Dav. Yeah, it's been a while since we last recorded an episode, so I'm looking forward to, uh, to putting you on the hot seat and putting myself on the hot seat seat once again. Yes, yes. As I said, just before we got started, I'm, I'm ready to be uncomfortable. So what have you got for us today? What are you doing today? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's turn the thumbscrews uh, today. Um, so yeah, again, these are questions that I think it's, it's really helpful to stop, sit back and reflect on uh, in order to find all sorts of things, time, margin, energy, motivation, focus, whatever we need. And the question for today kind of combines a number of those. And it's, what's an eight or less, right? What's an eight mm. or less? Not an eight or more. Well, no. So, and this is why it's a bit edgy, right? Because it's kind of like, um, it can be easy to think about, well, what's, you know, what's a, six out of 10 or less yeah right and yeah. start to think of those but what's an eight out of 10 or less sounds a little bit edgy right because eight sounds pretty good so let me give you the background for this in the first part of our lives success often comes from saying yes to almost as many opportunities as we can find uh and we get kind of often we've had a great career where we've made a lot of impact it's often because we've, we've been good at saying yes and taking on new challenges but as a high level leader, the next level often comes from saying no to opportunities oh, and so comes from saying no to things that we're doing. And I see that all the time, right? In a lot of, a lot of clients that I work with, you know, one of the first things we need to do is really clean the decks a bit because they are snarled up with things which are not uh, the best use of their time, right? That are not the mm. things which are bringing them life or where they're contributing at their highest. Possibly um, just that there are too many things, even if they're all awesome things. Right. Yeah, it can can be that as well. But and I, mm. but I think there's normally a there's normally those happy few right things which mm. are really where, where we need to be focusing, and they just get yeah. diluted by everything else. And if you think about Steve Jobs when he returned to Apple, you know he they had this massive bloated product line of I don't know how many desktops and laptops and, and all these other things, and he brought it down to four products right a desktop and a laptop for consumers and a desktop and a laptop for professionals. So you just brought it all down. We just do four things rather than a all this massive set line of things. Of 
right there. If we think of the, the thinking tools we've been talking about, you know, mutually exclusive, collectively exhaustive, two yes. things for professionals, two things for, what, I don't exactly. know what the term was, people at home, non-professionals. Yeah, beautiful. Love yeah, it. Exactly. So exactly, so he really brought it down. Mm. Um, and, um, and so, yeah, many of us, know instinctively that our best value is created when we're in that genius zone right when we're working on projects that interest us fascinate us where we've got like we c- you can't stop us you know we're kind of reading about it in our spare time or we're you know we, we just if we didn't get paid we'd love to do this stuff right it's, it's because it's just genuinely fascinating and involving and we know that we deliver great stuff in those areas but i think most of us we are we're over obligated but we're under committed oh yeah so we yeah. have all these obligations that we feel we need to do, we should do, we're expected to do. But are we really committed to them? No, there are a lot of oughts and shoulds in that. Mm-hmm. And so why I'd have to, you know, when we're asking this question, what's an eight or less? It's saying, well, what actually are the things which we feel we need to be doing, but actually are not the highest value use of our time? And mm-hmm. I often I often say to people, don't use a seven, right? It score, when you're scoring something out of a 10, try not to use number seven because seven is kind of this meh number. It sounds Isn't good. It? it does sound good. Seven doesn't sound bad, right? But Much but better than a pass. It's, it's good. It's not great. It's good. Yeah, it's not it's, great. Yeah, exactly. It's closer to a five mm-hmm. than to a 10, a seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like to say to people, you know, you wouldn't marry a seven. <laughs> that normally gets them a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> if you say if you said you know if, if you know somebody's about to get married if you said well you know on a scale of one to ten you know you know what do you think about your your future spouse and if they went uh, seven you'd be a bit worried right <laughs> oh, so yeah, you would marry be saying seven. well so, i'm only about a seven and she's about a seven so we match uh, that's good yeah, okay well so for me it's a ten so for me it's a ten right that's the point it's, it's, it's not this is not this is subjective so right it's for you it's got to be a ten <laughs> so um now the question of what's an eight or less is a bit edgier because actually an eight is a good score it's, it's a great score in many ways then yeah, right it's, then yeah, it's, yeah, it's a great score but um but I think there's a difference. Imagine if you had a, you know, imagine the difference between, well, already it'd be great to get projects which were eight and above, right? And only be focusing on those. But think about the difference between if you're working on things that are an eight and above or working on things that are a nine or above. Now, when, let's That's just ask you this. When you, we, I'm thinking, what are you scoring against here? Are you saying, how much do I love this thing? Is that why it's an eight? I really like it a lot. what's the eight what's it measuring are you good enough at it are you you just like it that much it's that important um, I I think it's I think for me it's um it's this intersection between um passion and contribution or passion and Mm. impact right and I think I have to have both because there are things which are really important to be done but if it's draining you Mm -hmm. you're probably not the best person to be doing it and even if you're neutral towards it okay it needs to be done but perhaps you know you'll be able to create at a higher level if you were able to find a way for somebody else to do that yes yes so for me it's really um that sweet spot of 
I can't believe I get to do this. Mm-hmm. And I know that because I'm doing this, everything's going to change. I'm, I'm, I'm living the life, right? I'm doing what I, I'm, I'm doing what I'm here to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, it's creating impact and it's fun yeah. interesting and I'm learning yeah. and I'm and I'm yeah. pushing myself yeah. Yeah. and so and and so I suppose the way I like to suggest people to, to look at this is to do a bit of a commitment I call it a commitment inventory commitment inventory is a simple tool you just take a piece of paper and you you write down what do I do every week just for people what are the things I do yeah. repetitively every week what are the things I do every month Every quarter, just kind of write, just brainstorm a list, look at your diary, look at your tasks list. Um, and there might also be things that you do, not necessarily regularly every week, but like for every client that comes along or for every supplier you on board or every whatever it is. And, and just kind of get a list and try and stick a number of hours next to it. And then you've kind of got this map of actually what are you currently having to say yes to? And, um, and once you've got that, then um, uh, then you can start to look at it and go, well, what numbers would I give these things? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. What numbers would I give these things? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and or you're just trying to look for the two or three things which really jump out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the question is, well, what if I was to do just more of that? You know, yeah. um, what would that look like? Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. All right, Richard. So what is an eight for you? What are the things that are on your plate that you scored an eight for? Hello, it's Richard here with a quick interlude. These conversations are all about upgrading how you think about creating impact. So here's a resource to help you do just that whilst staying fast and focused. The CEO's checklist for challenging times is a quick way to enhance your thinking and detect blind spots, even when things are moving incredibly fast and you're not sure what's going to happen next. You can get this powerful checklist of 17 world-class strategies by heading to xquadrant.com forward slash go forward slash challenging times checklist with a hyphen between each of those three last words. Now, back to the conversation. I'll tell you what those are, but what's actually interesting is to think about what's an eight or less and what mm-hmm. are the things where you have to make the hard conversations so I can tell you what my what my eights it's are getting... really I mean my my, my higher numbers and my higher numbers are it's really when I'm creating um, content when I'm connecting with high level leaders uh, when I am coaching and uh, that's kind of my my sweet spot right so when I'm doing yeah. those three yeah. those three things I'm in my sweet spot um an example of what's perhaps not an eight for me at the moment, um, or what's an eight or less, is probably there's um, a couple of parts of some of my standard processes, engagement methodologies, um, that are a little bit repetitive and they're, they're client focused. I mean, engaging with clients on them, I'm like going through certain assessments and things with them. But um, it's a little bit of a repetitive. Uh, approach you know it's always customized to each client and so there's it's it's I quite enjoy it so it's it's not like a it's not a it's not a six probably it's a seven or something like that but it's um yeah it's probably not the highest use of my time and perhaps Mm -hmm. somebody else could do it equally 
well um, mm -hmm. with the clients at that part of methodology. Now, it's not for every client, but if there are certain engagements where perhaps I'm not doing, um, where perhaps I'm doing a number of people and reviewing their their assessments or their profiles together. Perhaps yeah. that's an example of one where it doesn't have to be me for every single person. Yeah. That's somewhere where I think I might want to work with a with a colleague to yes. perhaps uh, yes. allow me to step back from that particular task. And I say it's something which I quite enjoy. It's still speaking with very interesting people and, and working through uh, issues with them. But I just think that's probably one right now for me mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where I can look at it. And to be honest, I've, I've done quite a lot of purging, if you like, of my my diary already right we do, mm. we do this commitment commit inventory process quite regularly in the business and I asked me and all my team to do that like write down like how do you spend your week and mm. what are the tasks you find fascinating and motivating what are the tasks which you're fine with what are the ones which are a bit irritating and frustrating and then yeah, yeah. What do we do about that? And what, and what it's a great do thing make? to do and we haven't been as structured about it as you are there. Um, I'm actually seeing three columns in my mind that I'm going to ask Sheena just to keep a record on over a week or so of just as she does things, you know, love it. Yeah. It's okay. Really don't love it, you know, and just, just ask her to jot them down and we can debrief on it and maybe do it for a week or two because things can be very varied in our role, yeah. uh, in our world. And her, her role has a lot of, you know, customer service and that kind of thing in it. And I think I can predict what sorts of things she's not going to want to do because she's really good. At well, here's the question, Deb. What about but... you? What about you? What's oh, your, yeah. What's yeah, your yeah. yeah, well, I like a balance. And so I think for me, part of it is not just what I'm doing, but how much of something I'm doing. And for me, the things that I genuinely love doing can become unpleasant. They can become an eight or less if mm -hmm. I do them too often as well. So if I do too much coaching, I just find it exhausting. I love coaching, mm. but if there's too much of it, I find it exhausting. So, you know, transparently the last few weeks, there's been too much of it. So, you know, I'm tired, but, um, you know, I, I have a sense mm. of perspective and that's, that's fine. So, um, mm. all right. So things that are less than an eight for me, like you, I'm reasonably good at getting rid of them. I just pass them over the fence to Sheena. Well, the question is actually an eight or them. less. So you could even go yeah. for an eight. You could even put an eight, oh. which is a bit edgy because an eight feels good, but it's it is a not bit. a nine. I think, well, one of the things that I'm finding would be an eight would be running workshops, the same workshop again, the same workshop program again and again and again. Mm. I'm feeling like I'd like to merge them into, you know, really big groups for the teaching part and then allow more time for the coaching. So that's, that's one strategy I've been mm. uh, planning and moving towards so that I can move from an eight to a nine for the teaching component of my work, you know, right. do condense it so I enjoy it and yeah. do the right balance of it and then allow me to work with people in smaller groups which I love doing so Perfect. I don't know that, that answers your question but that's a way I'm shifting yeah. towards that yeah. and um, also being able to meet the demand at the moment um, what yeah. other things eight or less what other things are eight or less and as usual you've put me on the spot Richard so I've got to really think what have I, I been know. doing that's less um, oh, administration of any kind. Administration there we of go. any kind. So, so what is there that you're doing? Two. I want to push you on this, right? Yeah. What's the, you know, what's one piece of administration which you need to get off your plate? One piece is to get Sheena access to the bank accounts so she can actually 
okay. pay the stuff. And, you know, COVID, they'll probably go down to the bank now and actually fill in the forms. But we started the process before COVID, you see. And then we okay. stopped well, we, did, we couldn't go well, to let's, the bank. Well, let's, let's leave it there because I'm aware <laughs> that, you know, we could, we could talk about it for a while. But I think, it, oh, we could. again, the, mm. the principle here is just... Really, kind of regularly, are checking in. Well, what's mm. an eight or less? And I say having the eight there is kind of a bit edgy because eight is not yeah. bad, but it's really think if I was to really push this and really get up into my sweet zone, right? What 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 would I need to do? And I think just by observing that regularly, you don't even have to immediately come up with a ten stage action plan. But I think naturally, when you start to just observe the things which are not the highest level of your time you just start to figure ways out to get rid gradually of move away yeah, from those yeah i agree with that it becomes quite natural doesn't it yes so well thank you for that that's that's certainly pause for thought yet again um next time we'll look at another powerful question for um, high achieving leaders which is how can we make friends with volatility any final thoughts richard yeah, I guess there can be some uh, resistance uh, in extracting yourself from projects and commitments. Um, when you start to ask this question about what's a low scoring number, you can start to think, yeah, but I, I, I might be letting these people down and uh, can I do this? Uh, and there can be some resistance and some fear. But if you think about your greatest contribution, you know, what's the greatest service that I can bring right now into the world? and optimize for that, then actually you can feel confident uh, about eliminating those things that aren't an eight out of 10. And so that idea of really focusing on service and contribution, for me, it's really helpful because uh, it kind of gets us into a higher cause. And we're not just optimizing for, for example, just our own sense of what's fun. We're actually thinking about the impact we're making, which allows us to have this bold conversations. You know, I'm sorry. I know I said we could do this. I've looked at my diary. It's really, you know, not a priority for what I'm Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, from what I'm here to do, right? Other people Mm -hmm. can perhaps do this. And so it gives you a bit of fuel for those bold conversations. I can see that. No, beautiful. Thank you for that. So as ever... Um, you can get the details about all of these other episodes season by season at xquadrant.com slash podcast. So thanks again, Richard. That's been a fantastic episode. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Thanks so much. We'll see you again soon. See you soon. Bye now. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Now let's talk about you. When you're in top leadership, when you're in the biggest role of your career, who supports you at a deep level as you lead others? who helps you multiply your impact and get to the next level. If you're ready to learn more about our content, our coaching, and our community, then visit us at xquadrant.com.